Thank you for joining us on the Hope Church LV podcast. We are excited that you came across this message. If you are joining us for the first time, I want to be the first to say, welcome to Hope Church. Go ahead and open up the Hope Church LV app or visit hopechurchlv.com and click connect with us to fill out a short digital connection card. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to help spread hope to the world. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the sermon. Before we jump in with the word today, I want to tell you where we're going over the next few weeks. Next Sunday, we're starting a brand new teaching series entitled Back to School. Four life lessons that everyone needs to learn. And we're going to be looking at some of the parables of Jesus and we're going to be drawing some lessons from those parables that apply to everyone. So I'm really excited about this teaching series. I hope you're excited about it. And I want you to think about potentially some people in your life who also need to learn these lessons that were taught to us by Jesus. Maybe a neighbor, maybe a coworker, somebody you go to school with, but maybe pick up an invite card and be sensitive as we look to next weekend and starting this brand new series called Back to School. I was recently reading a book by Joseph Stowell, and in that book, he shares this story. He said, you may have heard the story about the pranksters who broke into a hardware store. Strangely enough, they did not steal anything. Yet what they did created chaos of epic proportions. They switched all the price tags. The store owner was unaware that anything was wrong until the first customer stepped to the cash register to purchase a hammer, and the hammer was priced at $200. After the customer's jaw dropped, they asked the owner if the hammer was made of 24-karat gold. Upon further inspection, employees noticed that a flat-screen television in the appliance section was selling for $5. The goods were all the same, resting on the same shelves as the night before, but the assigned values were all mixed up. I think if we're honest, and I'm willing to be honest with you today, we can draw a direct parallel from that story to our lives. Because all of us have a tendency to put the wrong value on certain things in our lives. And we all know that when values get mixed up, life gets chaotic. The Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, I believe, had a right perspective on what is most valuable. Look at what he wrote in Philippians chapter 3. I count everything as loss, meaning it has no value because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I share that with you 
Because this weekend, as a church family, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. And I believe one of the reasons that Jesus gave us this practice is because when we come around the Lord's table, it helps us to remember that it really is all about Jesus. Over the course of my life, I have probably participated in the Lord's Supper hundreds and hundreds of times. And every time I do, normally the bread is pretty much the same. The juice normally tastes pretty much the same. The focus of the service is similar. But I tell you what has made all the difference for me. What has made all the difference for me in those moments of participating in the Lord's Supper, whether it was deeply impactful or just something I went through the motions, it all had to do with the value I was placing on Jesus at that point in my journey. I love what Joseph Stoll went on to say in his book after that story I read a moment ago. He said, you simply cannot exaggerate when you are speaking of his worth. He belongs in the place of preeminence. One of the things I love about our church is that every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper, which is usually about three to four times a year, we dedicate the entire service to focusing on what we are about to do. We don't want to be flippant. We don't want to be rushed. We want to know that we honor the Lord by the taking of the Lord's Supper. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend a few moments looking at God's Word together, setting our hearts and our minds in the right place, and then we are going to partake of the Lord's Supper together. So if you have a copy of God's Word, look with me in the Gospel of Mark the second gospel in the New Testament, chapter 14. And in just a moment, I'm going to start reading in verse 22. Mark chapter 14, verse 22. Here's what's happening at this place in the gospel of Mark. Jesus is sitting around a table with his disciples and they are sharing a meal together. And in the middle of that meal, Jesus decides to give them this practice that we know as the Lord's Supper. So look with me in Mark chapter 14. And as they, Jesus and his disciples, were eating, he took bread. And after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So we're going to take a few moments and really unpack the heart of this passage from Mark chapter 14. But as we do that, there's something about the Lord's Supper that we all need to be very clear on up front. And that is the Lord's Supper is given to followers of Jesus as a symbol. What we're going to do today 
What Jesus entrusted to his disciples here in the Gospel of Mark was a picture. As you study the New Testament, you see that Jesus often taught using figurative language. He would say things like, I am the light, or I am the vine, or I am the gate. And when he taught those things, he was never communicating that he was literally a light or a vine or a gate. He was using figurative language to communicate a spiritual principle. And so the disciples were used to that form of teaching. However, I would imagine in Mark chapter 14, as they're sitting around this table and he grabs a piece of bread and a cup of juice and he begins to compare those things to his body and to his blood, it took everything to an entirely different level. So what I want to do for just a few moments is I want to wrestle with one big question. And here's the question. Why is the Lord's Supper important? Why is what we're doing today, why does it matter? Why is it important? And the way I want to answer that is by giving you three simple reasons, and then we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Here's the first reason that I believe for us as followers of Jesus, the Lord's Supper is important. We need to remember an unprecedented sacrifice. You and I need to remember an unprecedented sacrifice. Verse 22, the Bible says Jesus looked at his disciples as he was passing out the bread. He said, take it. This is my body. It was a symbol that his body was broken. And here's the reality that I want us to think about and consider as we prepare to take the Lord's Supper together. Jesus's body was broken. And I don't want us just to rush by that because we're familiar. I want us to take a moment and consider that Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, born of a virgin, dwelling among us as sinful humanity, sacrificed his life and his very body, a perfect, sinless body. It was broken. And it was broken for us. One of the most overwhelming passages of Scripture to me is in Isaiah chapter 53. I want to read you a couple of verses, and I want you to listen for what this passage says about Jesus and what it says about us. Look at these verses. But he, meaning Jesus, he was pierced for our transgressions. He, meaning Jesus, was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. That's overwhelming to realize. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
One of the reasons it's important for us to celebrate the Lord's Supper is because we need to think about, we need to consider, we need to remember those realities. On the cross, all the punishment for sin was poured out on Jesus. His body was pierced, it was crushed, it was beaten, and he was whipped. And there aren't words in a sermon to represent the physical pain, the psychological pain, the emotional weight, or the distress of darkness that was experienced when his body was broken. Donald McLeod made this statement. He stands where no one has stood before or since. Enduring at one tiny point in space and time all that sin deserved. Unprecedented sacrifice. If you are a follower of Jesus, here on earth you will experience conviction of sin. But you will never know the eternal punishment of sin Because it was completely poured out on Jesus. And his body being broken, his body being crushed, forever clarified God's love for the people he made in his image. Amen. That's why this is important. That's why this is not just a flippant, let's get through the service. These are moments that we need to remember. We need to think about the fact that Jesus' body was broken. Here's a second reason that I believe what we're doing today is important. We need to declare an undeserved redemption. We need to declare an undeserved redemption. So obviously the text continues. He shares the bread, he blesses it, and they ate. And then I don't know if Jesus stood up, I don't know if he cleared his throat, I don't know how he got their attention, but he kept going. And he took the juice, he took the cup, he took the wine. He said, let me tell you what this represents. This represents my blood. Here's the thing that I want us to look at and consider as we move into this moment of the Lord's Supper, Jesus' blood was shed. Not only was his body broken, but the very blood of the Messiah was poured out. It was shed. It was spilled. And in this context, when the disciples heard Jesus talking about covenant, that's something that they were familiar with. And they probably thought about the law. Because here's what the law said. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. That's what these disciples knew. But Jesus says here, I'm doing something new. And I would imagine when that word came out of his mouth, mouth, all of them looked directly at him if they were not already. Because that was a profound statement. What did it mean? when he said he's establishing a new covenant. William Barclay, in his commentary, says it this way. What did he mean when he said that the cup 
stood for a new covenant. The word means something like an arrangement, a bargain, a relationship. The covenant was entirely dependent on Israel keeping the law. If the law was broken, the covenant was broken, and the relationship between God and the nation shattered. He goes on. But Jesus says, I'm introducing and ratifying a new covenant, a new kind of relationship between God and man. And it is not dependent on law. It is dependent on the blood that I will shed. That is to say, it is dependent solely on love. And it's in moments like this when we slow down enough and we focus enough to realize we have been bought and purchased by the very blood of Jesus. But Jesus didn't stop there. He says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many. Now imagine for a moment, Jesus is sitting in this upper room with a small group of people. And he talks about the covenant, which they're leaning into. But then he says, this is being poured out for many. And with that one word, he made a promise to his disciples that a movement was coming that would ultimately change the world. You see, God's heart was always for the world. And he shares with them that this thing he's doing, this new covenant that he's established, they don't deserve it. They don't even totally understand it. But any person in all the world could be invited to embrace a relationship with him. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says that this way. For there's one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. I love this who gave himself as a ransom for all. This new covenant that Jesus established, it was for the many. Praise God, we are the many who've been reached and who've been transformed by the gospel of Jesus. And the Lord's Supper is an anchor for us to keep us from drifting away from the reality that the gospel we have embraced We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. It's been given to us by grace through faith. And we've been given something that we don't deserve. And that is life for all eternity. So what we're doing is a big deal. Because we need to remember an unprecedented sacrifice. It's a big deal because we need to declare. We need to give testimony as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, that we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And then finally, we need to celebrate an unstoppable hope. Look at verse 25. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day, pointing to eternity, when I drink it new in the kingdom. We need to think about the fact that Jesus' body was broken, that his blood was shed. But in these moments, here's a third something that I want us to just let our hearts settle on. Followers of Jesus have an eternal home in heaven. 
May that give us hope. An unstoppable hope that can't be taken away no matter how chaotic society is, no matter how hard our days are. May this message of the future, of an eternity in God's kingdom, give us hope. It's important as we celebrate the Lord's Supper that we understand what we're doing is temporary. There will be a day when this Lord's Supper, which is symbolic, is not necessary. You see, right now, we are having a supper in his honor. But there will be a day when, they have, when we have a supper in his presence. We need to look to that. I need that in my heart today. These are hard days. These are challenging days we live in. But the gospel gives us So unprecedented sacrifice, undeserved redemption, and unstoppable hope. That's why what we're doing today is a big deal. That's why the Lord's Supper is important. So as we begin to look toward our moments of celebrating the Lord's Supper, I want to ask you a question that's really where we started. Where are you placing ultimate value? These are the moments to think about that. Are you out of balance as it relates to where you are putting the price tags in your life? You may say, I'm way too focused on work. Or I'm way too focused on this hobby. Or knowing Jesus is really not at the top of the list for me. These are moments for us to say, Lord, I want to make this right. Because ultimately, knowing Jesus should be the ultimate pursuit of our lives. So are you placing value in the right places? Can you say with Paul that nothing compares to the value that you find of knowing Jesus? And this moment of evaluation is a big deal. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says, But a man must examine himself. And in in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So before we move to a time of distributing the elements, we want to have a moment to examine ourselves. To think about. Lord, where am I with you and where, I am, where am I with others? So here's the challenge I want you to think about for just a few moments. In these moments, we should examine our fellowship with God. And here's really the first thing you should think about. Do you know God? In this room, there are people who do not have a love relationship with Jesus. If that's you, I want you to know that the invitation is to come to Jesus. Confess your sin that has left you spiritually dead. Place your faith in the finished work of Jesus and embrace the gospel. The Bible says that if we call upon the Lord, we will be saved. You can do that right in this moment. 
And in just a few moments, when we distribute the elements of the Lord's Supper, you can take the Lord's Supper as a brand new follower of Jesus. For those who are followers of Jesus, I want you to think, are you right with God? Are there things in your heart or the things in your life that you know are not honoring to Jesus, that in these moments you need to confess before him where you're living? Is knowing Jesus the ultimate pursuit of your life? Are you growing on a daily basis in your love and your knowledge of who Jesus is? So that's the first area for these few moments we really need to look and examine. How is your fellowship? How is your relationship with God? But secondly, we should examine our fellowship with others. We're living in a time in our society that's just really strange. There just feels like there is so much tension all the time. As you evaluate, evaluate your relationship with others, can you say that there are any brothers or sisters in Christ and right now your relationship with them is not right? Here's what the Bible is telling us. As we examine, we need to make those relationships right. I would imagine for a lot of people in the room, there's a name or two that's coming to mind. That's the Spirit of God leading you, prompting you to be the bigger person, to go to them and to make that relationship right. That may be a text message you need to send right now. That may be somebody in this room you need to go to. But we must evaluate our relationship with others. Are you demonstrating humility to others in a way that's honoring to Jesus? Do you value the community of faith that you're a part of here at Hope Church? So what we're going to do is our team's going to come back. They're going to lead us in a song. And here's what's going to happen during this song. We are going to distribute the elements of the Lord's Supper to you right there in your seat. But here's what this song is for you. It's a moment to evaluate. It's a moment to examine your heart before the Lord. I wrote this down earlier today. When we approach the Lord's Supper with a sense of routine, it communicates hard-heartedness. When we approach the Lord's Supper with known and unconfessed sin in our lives, it communicates arrogance. But when we approach the Lord's Supper with gratitude and desperation, it communicates dependence and brings honor to Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Hope Church LV podcast. If you haven't done so already, go rate and review our podcast to help spread hope to the world. Have a great rest of your day.